it's about the accountability. And so whether you're managing in-house or you're using third party. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Todd? Doing fantastic. Uh, Matt, we just wrapped up our asset uh, series where we're just your listeners go back, check it out uh, over the last, uh, I mean, Matt, I don't know how many episodes was it? It, I didn't keep track. It was a lot. Yeah. I didn't count either. And I mean, there's other asset classes we didn't cover like investing in tax liens and other. Well, maybe we got to start, maybe we got to jump on more of them then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we covered a lot. We covered a lot of stuff in commercial real estate, single families, uh, you know, you, you name it. Uh, we covered a lot of things, so go back and check those out. But now today, we're going to actually be talking about one of the most uh, important topics that just doesn't get talked about because, eh, quite frankly, it's not the sexiest topic to talk about. What's that, Matt? Asset management. Asset management. So we can buy all these properties, right? We can do all this stuff, but if we're not good at asset management, that's going to be a problem. And so that's a topic that's probably very timely in the market is asset management. We have to make sure we're managing our assets and we're managing the property management company. So what is asset management, Matt? Essentially overseeing the business plan, overseeing the property management to make sure things are going according to plan and that any adjustments that need to be made along the way are getting done because if you you could buy uh, you know an awesome deal at the at best price ever and get really great terms on your mortgage and and all that kind of stuff but if you're not paying attention to how it's going along the way it can sink pretty quickly uh, so the yeah. asset management really is the crucial point in making a deal work so uh you know cuz there's always going to be problems that pop up with any kind of real estate investment and if you're not paying attention and addressing them when they do come up then they're going to lead to bigger problems up to and including losing all your money. Right. Right. So yeah, asset management, managing the property management, managing the construction management managers, um, and, and making sure, as Matt said, that your property is running smoothly. That's really what it's about. Uh, and, and it's about the accountability. And so whether you're managing in house or you're using third party same whether it's whether we're talking about the construction uh the renovation aspect or we're talking about property management it doesn't matter if you're doing it in house or third party it's the same we need strong asset management and that should be a separate arm of your company you should have and maybe it's one of the partners, one of the owners, but you should have an asset manager on your team. And so we were, my, my business partners and I at Enduris, we were doing it ourselves um, for a while. And then we hired our director of asset management. And now he is asset managing. Now we do still plenty, right? It, it, it takes a team effort, but <clears throat> it is such a critical item and and I'll just give you some of the things like look 
he on a daily basis, and this is this is a full time job for for this guy, and we we aren't that big of a company, right? We're pretty small in in the realm of things. I mean, th- right now, I think we've got about three thousand units of active properties. It's just, that's very small compared to some of these bigger companies. They have multiple asset managers overseeing their portfolio, but this this guy is constantly looking at our our budgets versus our actuals. He's constantly looking at the bills, what's been billed, why it's been billed, um, you know, what how we're running our expenses, what ratios we're running, all that kind of stuff, really diving into books. We get our monthly financials. He's diving in, he's poking holes, he's trying to find things. You know, here's here's a perfect example. Um why is the water bill so high? Right, we got to figure out what's going on with this water bill. Our water bill should be, you know, forty thousand dollars, and it's ninety thousand dollars, or sometimes can be double, triple that. Okay, so we had a property not that long ago um, that we had a water bill that was really high. Try to figure out what's going on, and ended up that it was the pool. The pool was leaking, um, and it was losing several inches of water in a week. And so it was continually filling up, um, filling back. It's, you know, and pools lose water. They just do. And so a lot of them have automatic fillers and um, they'll continue to cycle water through. But this one was actually not only losing money, losing, <laughs> it was losing money, uh, <laughs> losing water, but it was losing water from evaporation, but it was losing water from a leak. And so we had to figure that out. So you're checking toilets, you're checking, you know, you're doing all kinds of research to figure out what's going on. But that probably wouldn't have gotten found at least for a while longer unless our director of asset management was in charge of that. Now that can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars, Matt. Um, And that's where that expense, like you're talking about, man, that you can lose money quickly if you're not paying attention you know, $100,000 water bill. And then all of a sudden you've got some other expenses that pop up and maybe collections aren't happening as good as what they should be. And all of a sudden you're losing a bunch of money every single month. Exactly. So having, why. yeah, having somebody in that asset manager role, whether you're doing it yourself or you're hiring out, it's, it's, if you're hiring out, it's money well spent because they're finding these things that are essentially covering their own salary and more uh, by right. saving you these this money that you, then you can, you know, pass on to your investors too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, our, our director of asset management, uh, we do weekly calls with our property management company. So we're doing third-party property management, but even if you're doing in-house property management, they should be communicating at least at the very minimum weekly. Now he's doing more, but we've got a formal uh, call with our construction team once a week, we've got a formal call with our um, property management team once a week. And now that's each property specifically. So we have the leasing, uh, the director that's on site is a part of that call. And our regional manager is always a part of that call. And we're going through uh, KPIs of the property and, and talking about, you know, just may- maybe issues or things that aren't hitting our business plan and, and really kind of honing in on that 
And then it's, you know, a lot of follow-up with emails and associated with maybe problems or, you know, maybe celebration. Sometimes it's it's great things that are happening too. And it's uh, just trying to continue to celebrate and continue to do things that are positive. You know, we, we have a lot of events that we try to host and bring community into our communities and, and really, um, you know, be, be uplifting to our residents. And so, those are things that we you know, talk about. It's not always the negative, but it's a lot of times the positive. Awesome. And then does your director of asset management also go out to the properties uh, or, or does he just do that from afar? No, he does it from afar, but he also, yeah, visits the properties pretty frequently. So that's definitely important. It's, it's building rapport too, because he's He's representing us. And in our case, he's representing us, but there's another company that's representing them. And so we have to kind of bridge that gap when you're using third-party property management, especially that's, that's really important is to bridge that gap. But I think, you know, as we look to, um, Hey, does it make sense to go in-house having an asset manager bridging the gap is still really important and understanding those are separate divisions within the company. Um, and so that's a, an accountability aspect. So whether it's third party or in-house, it's a, it's a big accountability. And it, the director of asset management needs to hold the property management company accountable for anything that they're doing, whether, again, whether it's in-house or third party. Exactly. Like maybe the property manager needs some additional support or direction, or worst case, you need to change property management companies. Because if you're not paying attention to how well they're doing, you might not realize that they're running the place into the ground that you need to switch uh, angles with a a new company. Yeah. um, Hard decision to make. And of course, the director of, of asset management is not likely the final decision maker on that. But they do need to be a part of that discussion and they do need to, hopefully, they are being proactive enough where they say, hey, you know, guys, look, gals, look, like the performance is just not very good. And we've given this property management company these things, uh, these tools, and they're not utilizing them or not utilizing them effectively. And it's time to make a switch. Um, and, and that's a hard decision to make, but that's a decision that the director of asset management should be lead, right? It should be the one that says, Hey, I've done everything I can. And this is, this is not happening. And that's, that's the mark of a good leader. Someone's willing to, uh, take that hard stance and, um, and move on to it, potentially a different company or saying, Hey, let, we need to bring this in-house, whatever it might be. At the same time, when he's paying attention and providing that support and direction and accountability for the property management, sometimes he's, I'm, you know, I assume he's able to keep things from progressing to becoming worse uh, to the point where you need to fire the property management. Um, I would, I would say, I would love to say yes, Matt. That's a hundred percent true. And and uh, if you've got a great director of asset management, you've got. He he or she can do anything to make your properties profitable, but sometimes it's just not the case and you have to move on. And sometimes they're abrasive to your property management companies. And we we just fired a property management company and it was just the the working relationship between our asset manager and, and the property management company was just not working. Um, and the 
performance of the property manager just wasn't working. And so, you know, it was time to make a switch. And I would not blame that switch on our asset manager. I would say that switch needed to happen because of the just the lack of oversight, management, accountability, all that kind of stuff of, of the property management company itself. I agree. I mean, some property management companies, some employees, regardless of how much support and direction and accountability you give them, it's never going to be enough. And then when mm -hmm. that's obvious to you, then that's the point where you need to fire quickly. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. A anyways, it's a big job and you need to understand how it plays a role in your company and you need to understand who plays that role. And that's really important. If you're going to be out there buying properties and we're talking, we're not talking like a, a single family home. If it's a single family home, you're probably going to be the director of asset management. You might be the property manager. You might be the handyman. You know, you might be a lot of things. Uh, you might be doing the showings, all that kind of stuff. But if you're buying a larger apartment building, it doesn't even, even quite frankly, matter a 10 unit apartment building. You're, you need to be the asset manager or you need to find an asset manager that can manage that asset and not property managed, not on the ground level. I'm talking on the above the higher up level and to making sure that things are running smoothly. You need to make sure you have that. If you're getting into business and you don't understand it, figure it out, understand it, because that's a very important role. And I think that's a really is a role that a lot of people miss, Matt, because nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. people. We, we talk about raising money. That's attractive. That's cool, right? We talk about uh, finding the deal. That That's cool. We talk about closing the deal. We talk about selling the deal. Um, but we don't talk about operating the deal and the asset management. And that's where really the profits happen. And that's, you know, what, what in, in, a, in good times, you might not need as good of asset management, but in times that are tricky, which I believe we're in, you need good sound asset management and property management and construction management and so on. I agree. I mean, they're going to find the ways to decrease expenses as well as in increase income uh, so that a property, uh, even if it might have been in a, in a situation where it should be struggling, it, it's able to at least get by. So a good property manager, or I'm sorry, a good asset manager is going to be worth their weight in gold. Um, Absolutely. I'm also curious, are there any specific tools that are useful for an asset manager to have, uh, like maybe a, a slide rule or um, abacus or, or maybe some software? Um, I would say it, it kind of all depends, but yeah, certainly there's a lot of tools out there. You know, we use a lot of the, the Google suite, um, cause it talks well with each other. Um, so we use a lot of that. We use Airtable. Um, there's monday.coms and other kind of Airtable type, very similar. Um, there, there's a lot of tools like that for, for good communication with each other. Um, there, is also your asset manager should also be versed in whatever platform that your property management company is utilizing. So Yardi, Resmin, Buildium, um, you know, whatever. So they they should at Folio, they should understand how those operate and understand how to pull reports in them, how to look through them, all that kind of stuff. So 
Um, and I'm, I'm missing a lot of tools. I mean, Matt, there's a lot of other tools that are really useful for asset managers if they want to get, you know, get on that, um, you know, get on board with that. I think there's, there's a lot of great tech out there and and then there's more coming every day. And so I think that's, our industry is kind of always in the stone age. And I think there's a lot of people that are trying to disrupt that and bring it to the forefront or maybe not the forefront, but at least, you know, trying to try to make it not so far behind. Uh, so I, I think you're going to see a lot of changes happening over the next, you know, two or three, four years with technology. Yeah. I think AI is going to be a big part of that to automate, uh, you know, at least some of it, but you'll still need somebody to have eyes on, you know, you know, the specific things that are going on to, to, you know, find those problems, but also find the good things that are going on to celebrate. Yep. Absolutely. Well, anything else, Matt, on asset management? No, I think that's it for today. I mean, it's a big topic. It's something to dive into more um, for sure. And to truly understand the inner workings of it. If you're, if you are serious about buying your own apartment building, retail shop, industrial building, whatever it might be, you need to understand the importance of asset management. Then you need to understand, you know, how to do it or, or just count on hiring somebody that's really good at it. Awesome. All right, Matt, thank you. And to our listeners have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.